from Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest Adam McCabe featuring Todd Cooper. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. I wanted more time to see Santa and his reindeer. This podcast makes it feel like Christmas every day. It makes you feel like you're with Santa on his sleigh. Let's all have some fun and spread some Christmas cheer. So grab a Yule log, cause this show is called Feliz Navipod. Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Feliz Navipod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Todd Cooper, just oh, God. finally coming in. Ooh. It's cold out there. It's Christmas outside. Yeah, I mean, I said we were going to start at 2.30 sharp. I know you just came from the dentist, but... <clears throat> Man, it's just Christmas traffic and Christmas... Ah, blah humbudge, I say. Oh, it's bad outside. You it's, and the blah humbudge. It's been... Oh, look. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to say, how bad was it? It's so bad because I don't know if you guys know this. As soon as you sign on to be on this podcast, it becomes Christmas year round. It's mm-hmm. literally always Christmas. At Tony's house and on this podcast, it's actually Christmas. It has ruined my life. It's been tough for me. I, I mean, every like I don't love Christmas, and now it's always Christmas. It's a lot. You're welcome. Uh, you love it. I love it. I want some more of it. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. All three. I want all three. Oh, my God. You can't pin me down to just one. I will. You won't. I said you can't. (laughs) Christmas fight. Christmas Christmas fight. Uh, but you're doing all right out of traffic? Oh, or is everything the, is just, is great. Everything's good. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I've been loading up on Christmas cookies, uh, gingerbread men. Well, see, the, the, what's wrong with that? Nothing sounds wrong with that. Look, I like, I never said I didn't like cookies and cake and candy. You, that's true. I can't say you've ever said that. If I, like I ever it. said you said that, that would make me a liar. And that's not what the American, American people, people want. want to hear. Ever. No. Today. Yeah. Um... Well, I'm glad you finally showed up because, I mean, any minute now, our guest is going to be showing up and, oh, I think he's here now. So let me, let me go to the door. Let me get that. Well, hello, Adam McCabe. Hello. hello. I, don't, I just realized, as I said it, I'm like, wait, it is McCabe, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I, that's I, it. I, I knew it was spelled that way, but I was like, maybe it's Maccabe or, or something weird like that. I don't you know. You would be every telemarketer yeah? if you said Maccabe. No. Uh, yeah, Maccabee is a big one. Maccabee? And, uh, I would never even who think doesn't that. Maccabee. Who doesn't know McCabe? Uh, everyone who works telemarketing. That's insane. And hotels, too, usually. They'll say it wrong. Does anybody ever get your name wrong, Tony? No, I don't think so. I think, yeah. like, no one... Nobody ever really knows the last name, but it's pretty. I think it's pretty straightforward of how to say it. Has anyone ever said it wrong though? That mm, you can remember? I don't. Not that I can think of. I, I feel like I do have a memory of somebody saying it and then being like, "Did I say that right?" Like, yeah. How else would you say it? <laughs> yeah. There's no other way. And then your last name, Todd Cooper. <laughs> oh, 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 America's name. Yep. America's name. It's ten years running. <laughs> We're starting off really strong. About saying last names wrong. Now I'll sing the word biscuit for no reason at all. Making a Christmas biscuit. Okay. Biscuit. 
you Toad Cooper, please? <laughs> toad Cooper. You're not even trying, sir. <laughs> you should go by Toad Cooper. I do now. I just started. If you, when you go to SAG, if your name is already taken, you could be Toad Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt. No, I doubt Todd Cooper is taken. Uh, Have you tried? Do, are you in SAG? No, I'm are not. Are you in yet. SAG? Are you in no, SAG? I'm not SAG eligible. You're not even SAG eligible? I'm not even eligible. What does it take to be eligible? I don't see. You I'm, gotta be I'm on a, a SAG production. Yeah, you have to be on a SAG production. You have to get some vouchies. You have to. Um, I don't know. To get SAG eligible, I did. Uh, my ex girlfriend's a director and she's doing a web series. And she's Ooh. like, I'll put you in as a. Yeah, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm bragging. Right? And. Yeah, um, wow. Don't anymore. And uh, <laughs> she was directing a web series. Is like, I'm going to put you in as a detective so you can, we can Taft Hartley you into SAG. So I did that web series, became SAG eligible. And then for, I want to say, five or six years did SAG projects and never had to join. And then this past year, I finally had to join. They finally got me. Really? Yeah, but I've done like TV. I did a movie. I've done all this stuff and they never made me join. And now I had to. Wow. For a commercial that I did with Chris Hardwick, where I walk by, smile, grab an iPad, and walk off camera. So I had to join for that. Wow. What what commercial was it? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's for Comcast, oh, Xfinity, ooh. which is a great home service. Um, we did like a campaign. So Chris Hardwick had to do like a real man-on-the-street type stuff with actual families, and it was a very surreal uh, moment because the second spot of it, they flew us to uh, San Francisco, and we drove into Vacaville, which if you've ever been there, there's not much going on, and it was was going to be my birthday weekend, so I was spending my birthday weekend in Vacaville shooting a commercial for a long time, and then I also had a death in the family at the same time, so I was isolated from my friends and family for my birthday, and then got that bad news. And then, like a PA walked up to me while I had tears in my eyes, like, "Hey, are you ready to walk this fake family in and pretend like?" It? And I was like, "No, not at all. I don't want to do it." Uh, uh, and then I also got cut out of that spot, so I <laughs> basically shot it for nothing. I got paid like my day rate, but I experienced unbelievable. Yeah, it was probably the worst uh, commercial experience I've had. Oh my god! Damn. I was going to say, my parents, I know my parents have Xfinity. I was going to give you credit, but never mind. <laughs> no. Nope, not <laughs> I'm you. I'm in the first spot, got cut out of the second. And they might be doing a third, but I don't know. Wow. I heard they might be giants. Boy. What? Then I definitely have to be Just... involved. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I paid thousands of dollars to have that experience. Is basically yeah, you what nailed I'm it. Saying. Oh, yeah, right. Because, yeah, you have to and actually. It's... It's yearly, or it's like the one up front, and then yearly just a top up fee. I like the most inexperienced actor is explaining SAG on a podcast. <laughs> well, guys, that's what I'm here for. Hey, uh, you're you pay you're with two dummies. So. You know, uh, <laughs> one guy who's not SAG eligible, an actor nope. who's not. Well, are you an actor? Tom? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. You're an actor, right? Very good too. Do you go out? I go out a lot. I don't book. I don't book much. But, uh, I wonder uh, why. You've got a great look, man. I've got an American boy look. Uh, I go out for uh, young dad. I'm a little, I think, I think I'm just a little too young looking to be young dad, but a little too old to be hip dude. Mm, I think you're in the sweet spot for commercial dad. I'm getting there. I, I go out a lot. Because I go out for that, too. Do you commercial really? Commercial dad, yeah. But I, I mean, I honestly look like I could be in my late 20s. Yeah, I know. So it's really weird because then I'll see dudes. I think you're right there because you look, it's like the 30, 32 age where it's like, you're a dad now. Yep. In every commercial. Yeah. And your wife will be an 18-year-old actor. <laughs> it's always like a dude in his <laughs> yeah. mid to late 30s and yep. a, a barely 18-year-old it's female true. actor. Yeah. Female actor. 
oh boy <laughs> actor period i don't need to qualify i that. feel like you can't say uh like I, people say actress but i almost feel like it's a like weird to say yeah actress. they, they kind of don't like it anymore right? they it, don't now yeah, you don't say actress you don't say comedian <laughs> you just I say, know. Wait, me saying they don't like that anymore. <laughs> i realized that sounded terrible their type <laughs> <laughs> well here we are three white dudes telling women what they are <laughs> If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Trumpcast. Boy, this uh, this podcast has been edgy, top so to bottom. Really, I come in hot. You I just really... knocked on the door, walk walked in, in, and just started yeah. right away with. You're still you're still standing. You've barely you haven't left the doorway yet. Yeah, thank God your mic has a long cable. Yeah. I've talked about a death in the family. I Boy. ratted out Chris Hardwick for doing a campaign, and now I'm telling women to. <laughs> know their place. Wait, ratted out Chris Hardwick for doing it. Look, if you see him on TV, that's really him. Otherwise... I'll tell you this, man. He get like all the comments on the commercials are like, "You sell out, you sell out," and I'm like, "Well, he's an actor." It's yeah, like, I'll never get that. I mean, it reminds me of like old days in the punk scene where it's like, yeah. "Okay, you have something we love, your yep. music," but the second you start making money, yeah, you're accused of being a sellout. But it's like, to what end? It's mm-hmm. it's. And also, what is what is the level? Like, what's the yeah. agreed upon sellout level? Like, I remember uh, Earth Crisis <laughs> came and played one time, and they had a newer a newer van and uh-huh. a trailer, and we were like, "Come on, Earth Crisis, sellouts for having a trailer <laughs> for being safe and having room to sleep." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it, of course, it was that was too much. Oh boy, yeah, it was. We were not cool to people for no reason. Were you, yeah, were you, yeah, you were that way when you were a kid. Were you ever? Oh, yeah. Tony, I never ever? was. I don't know if it was because I also played and like fantasized about being successful. <laughs> that I was just like, well, yeah, if you can be successful, be successful. I don't know if it was that. And plus, I don't know. I was never like a, a big, even though there were lots of like maybe those sort of bands that I listened to. I I never really necessarily considered myself a quote unquote punk kid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was never like this, like super under, I got into like more, uh, cool stuff as I got a little older. So I mm. think as, as I got older, I was, I understood it even more. So yeah, I just never, yeah, that's such I, a... I was actually like excited. Like I remember like listening to Jimmy world for a long time before they got really popular. And I remember the first time I heard them on the radio, like I was excited for them. Like <laughs> yeah. I had the opposite side of that. Yeah. That's interesting. I remember feeling like excited and then also like, wow, they're on the wait, they're on the radio. Like like both sides of that coin. Yeah. Being excited also not, yeah. Who uh who do you think is the most what's the most successful band that you saw before they were successful? Oh, like in a e- small club. Yeah, that's easy for me. It's Blink One Eight Two. Because I yeah. grew up in California, so I saw them play in clubs. Really? Uh, yeah, I remember like seeing them play at a, a Warp tour, and they were like at two o'clock in the afternoon, and there's like ten of us watching them, and they're like, "Well, what do you want to hear?" And we just like yelled out songs. Wow! Like just like Dude Ranch had just come out, but they hadn't really blown up off that yet. So it was mostly like Cheshire Cat and some Dude Ranch. Wow! And it's like sixteen people watching them, and I had their first shirt. A guy in San Diego emailed me, emailed, mailed me, physical mailed. Sorry, I'm so modern. <laughs> Ma- mailed me a cassette tape that was like one side Blink-22 Cheshire Cat, the other side Dance Hall Crashers. It yeah. was like, get into these bands, dude. Was, was this like, yeah. pre-182? They Were they just called Blink then? I They were already 182. Okay. Because it was on the cover of Cheshire Cat. Oh, oh right, right, uh, right, right. But I remember I was wearing that shirt like every other day to high school. And... Uh, 
it was like freshman year and one of the girls in my class was like oh that's the band that sings the do to do to do song and i was like i can't wear the shirt anymore <laughs> that was it they're not my band anymore they're they like belong to the masses and that was like my first band too that i was like oh i knew you from like small club days how dare you like yeah become everyone's favorite band but i still of course listen to them all the time and love yeah. them it's but. weird it's there's like a weird thing of it's like it being yours mm-hmm. like having to share is sort of yeah. part of it and if if it's your scene it's like okay i'm cool sharing it with like these 50 people or whatever but yeah the other crazy one for me was um panic at the disco would always play at jerry's pizza in my hometown really where my band played so like they'd play all the time and uh felt like they were there like every other month and then a couple months later and they're on the cover of rolling stone and it's like biggest band in the world right now and that was that wasn't i didn't judge them for that that to me was the first one that was crazy to me where i was like how are they that big that fast i was uh i feel like my answer to my own question (laughs) is most of these bands that were bands that opened for motion city at some point that then skyrocketed past us and them being one of them although we weren't headlining we were on tour with fallout boy okay and panic at the disco was the it was four bands panic at the disco was first their first record came out while the tour was happening okay and uh you know first first record brand kind of new band uh their record literally sold out the first week like wow because this was like kind of like digital was kind of a thing i think at this point but not yeah not not, not what it is now and i believe i may have the numbers off on this because they were so new that i think the label had like shipped like five thousand copies or something and they sold five thousand copies first week wow so like every tour you were watching them sell all the, sell out all their CDs at the merch table and mm-hmm. like getting bigger as the tour went. Yeah, talk about sellouts. Who would, literal? And they sellouts. were like they, yeah. <laughs> they were the literal, the literal. And they, I think they were like eighteen. Yeah, one of the, their wow, their original bass player that was on that tour was still in high school. Like he was, oh he God. was, uh, he was, he left high school to go on the tour and he was like having to take tests on the road and stuff <laughs> a tutor touring with you guys <laughs> who was the second band on that tour then do you remember uh the starting line oh, okay yeah. so then you guys are watching this band like more and more people showing up early to make sure yeah. they catch panic mm-hmm. did people leave after they ended i don't think so because you know this was like height of fallout boy blowing up so they were staying for fallout boy was plus, this plus like panic a- was kind of like a fallout boy push anyway because yeah. like pete was kind of the one who discovered them i think mm-hmm. was that like so. cork tour cork tree what is that under yeah. the cork tree <laughs> the cork tour i think so <laughs> the one that the, the the huge one the one that had uh almost said baby we're going down sugar we're okay. going down okay yeah that one the, this world is completely foreign to me i was out of it for a while uh <laughs> of like earth I, yep i was living on mars i was one of the first Really? Yeah, yeah, I've been up there. It's great. Now, I saw let me your ask you this. Did you go- the Martian. It yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now, did you go there to get more candy bars? I am in SAG, so this is going to double as my VO reel. Oh, I never. What was your band? Oh, yeah. What do we have to pay? We have to pay a lot of money to have you on the show. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's 12 grand. It's worth it. This is going to be, I mean, we're going to make that in a day. Oops, sorry. What's your band, old band? My old band, old man. 
Uh, I don't really. Honestly, none of my bands got huge, really, really huge. Promise Ring. I saw the Promise Ring. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Did you like the Promise Ring? Oh, yeah. Maritime? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Those albums? Like, they just put out an album last year that's fantastic. Did really? They, I actually haven't kept up with Maritime very Oh, well. boy. You got to listen to this new album. Really? Yeah. Davey just gets better as he ages. I We saw them. I saw them. I saw them on their first <laughs> My tour. My good friend, Davey. <laughs> I <laughs> said his name so yeah. casually. Oh, old Davey is. Uh... Old Davo? Yeah, I'll text him after this is over. Tell him it's a good record. Tell him his record from last year is great. We're good friends. I'll keep in touch. I have a I have a t-shirt from the very first tour of theirs. and I, Yeah, and they I saw them in my friend's uh, room above his garage like with 30 kids it was oh, shit i saw that i saw um uh i was at the last refuse show uh, I was oh at, you were I, one of my best friends who was actually just here visiting last week also at that show who uh his name was jeff uberge i don't know jeff well actually his name still is jeff oh his name was it still is stuck yes. with it you, good for yeah. him you guys didn't all introduce yourselves at the refuse show <laughs> we we went through <laughs> one at a time we did a name game, but I'm terrible at it. Oh, I, yeah, I, I can it, understand. It, at the end, I just forgot. How, um, how, it were, we could have. There were not that many. I, yeah, and I, I was going to say, how crazy is that the third last show was a basement show, and then they came back and were headlining festivals? It yeah. was so Coachella. weird. I saw yeah. them at Coachella that year. That's that's bizarre. Yeah, that, that one's bizarre. But it's also like, I don't know. We They kind of – they weren't small when I saw them. It was just like an off show, I think, but – Anyway, like off show, like they played poorly. No, well, I, I want to go on fair, record now and say that they, they to played. be fair, I didn't even go to really see refuse that much. Like my friend lived at that house and I went over there like I was a hardcore kid and I I went over there just because like he was like refuse is playing. We should go over and check it out. I was like, great. So I went over, watched some refuse, hung out with my friend Fred. And then like they the cops came and broke it up. That's that was it. Dude, I miss like cool show stories like that it's like i said i grew up in bakersfield california so jerry's pizza which every touring band knows jerry's pizza mm-hmm. from bakersfield i think i only ever actually played there once but uh, i do know everyone's it, yes. done it at least yeah. once my band had played there one night and we're sitting eating pizza and the door opens and rivers walks in wow. rivers from weezer with um his asian girlfriend <laughs> and uh the only reason i specify a race is because if you are a weezer fan yeah, you understand thing, what i'm yeah. talking about otherwise it sounds kind of racist to be like yeah he's had an asian girlfriend <laughs> they walked in and he walked over to our booth and he sat down like he didn't like say hi or anything first he just sat down opposite us and i'm bug-eyed our bass player didn't know who it was so he's like what's going on man and he goes hey uh just want to know is this a cool place to play like, yeah, of course. It's a really fun venue. He's like, good kids here, good scene. He's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, do you know who the promoter is? And I was like, yeah, he's at the door. And he goes, okay, thank you. He gets up, walks over, and talks to him. They played the next week in Jerry's Pizza, which is a tiny basement. And it was like right after. A, let's be honest. It's a dump. It's a dump. And this was like right before Green Album came out. Uh-huh. Wait, so it was like right before the they hell? did that Warp Tour where they yeah. like came back and everything. So they played a, a full set that was basically just Blue Album and Pinkerton in this basement. Oh. And it's just sweaty, tiny, every kid going wild, and it was amazing. That is a show. That I is would... that place's claim to fame, too, because I remember <laughs> yeah. when we played there in, like, 2004, probably. I remember that was, like, the thing. It was like, oh, Weezer played here. Like, that was just all anyone said about that place. Yeah, yeah Weezer played there That before. is So that means that Rivers was doing a pre-show tour, like, just driving around going, this is a cool place to play, <laughs> yeah. like, just okay. setting it up. But- uh, that's wild to think about. Yeah, it's like, why was he in Bakersfield? What was he doing there? Yeah, that's like, was... so weird. So many questions I, as an adult now, with without that like teen lack of confidence, would have yeah. asked him. I was right. like, I'm sure he would have talked to me. Oh, if sure, I'd he just was been normal. Yeah, instead was. of freaking out. I that know, is, I don't know. 
I don't know if he would. Have. Yeah, because I I've met him several times and he's he's been kooky like both times. Uh, I toured with them several times. Oh and, yeah, uh, I've never met him. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't I, think I've seen him unless he was on stage. That bass player oh, wow. slash drummer. No, not bass player. That drummer slash guitar player guy seems like a cool guy. Yeah, he and the 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 current bass player that's been with him for a while now. Yeah, he was by far the Scott. He's by far the friendliest one. He was the one that would actually like come up and and say hi and talk and and then I think the last time I ever played a show with them, Pat the drummer you're speaking of yes. came and talked and he even like owned to it owned it the owned to it yeah that's uh, right. it was just like uh, he's like yeah we suck about hanging out with the other bands and the, but then like after he said that was like super friendly and like huh. hung and talked for like an hour outside and was just hanging out. Weird. And I was like, where, what, what, where were all these? Other they hit in such a weird way. Like they never had to go through and like hang out with bands on small tours. I feel like Weezer was huge right away, right? Well, I mean, they the blew blue album, up so big on their first album. It was like all of a sudden they were in a bus headlining. Like they yeah. never did like small tours and bands, probably, or if they did, only a couple. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> just, Ernie, Ernie, Ernie's here for the listener, and uh, he just He's decided to, to attack Adam for no reason. That yeah, was, you got my uh, face, <laughs> Ernie. Get down, get down. Come on, come on. Own to it, Ernie. Earn, own to it. <laughs> own. <laughs> uh, well, Jesus Christ, Ernie's tearing through the house. Uh, speaking of Weezer, I feel like I don't know. Can we? Can, why couldn't we talk about this? Uh, Adam, you were part of a. The reason I know you is actually through Todd, and you are part of an improv group called Bangarang. Shows at UCB every Friday. Right? Every Friday night at eight o'clock. UCB Franklin. Something different every week at the UCB Franklin. And uh, you guys were nice enough to invite me to come and tell stories at it, and then you guys do improv based on these stories. And uh, and then you were nice enough again. Like two weeks ago, invited me because Matt Sharp, formerly of Weezer, was telling stories. Yeah, his second time doing the show. Yeah, he he enjoyed it. Like uh, Tony's done the show twice. Todd will never do it. No, and, no, um, no, 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 no. We had Matt Sharp come back, and it was surreal because he closed the show by playing a Rentals song. Mm-hmm. On he the did. Yeah. yeah. Which one? Uh, what's that song called? A newer uh, one. Opening or getting, track. Getting by. Getting by yes. on Seven More Minutes. Wow. The opening track. I, and it sounded I great. love the rentals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't there a famous uh, actress, Maya Rudolph? That's what I thought. Maya Rudolph is on that record. I almost so said strange. Maya Rudolph, and I was like, "That's so crazy, bonkers." There's no way. That, it's so weird. Yeah, that record's great. Mm-hmm. I remember getting that first rentals record and, and losing my mind when I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really Fantastic. loved it. Fantastic. Yeah, and thanks to you, Adam, got to got to then meet and hang with Matt Sharp a little bit. Couldn't have been nicer. Nicest dude in the world, man. Really. Such Great <coughs> stories. He's a great storyteller too. I think. I'm, <coughs> excuse me. Who's what? What? Huh? Night. Oh, who's the nicest man in the world? I said he couldn't have been nicer. No, you said. I think you said. Nicest some, I don't know if you're talking about me or him. Was the nicest man? You're in the both world. the nicest men in okay. the world. Okay. Okay. I must have heard you right. Are you okay? Wait. Are you okay being on equal footing with somebody else? Well, I mean, he's got a little seniority on me. So sure. I'll, are you trying I'll, to get the nicest boy title? Hey, America's hey, nicest boy. I'm a man. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. America's sweet boy. Uh, I have a question. And, Please. Uh, Tony, you can <laughs> shame me if, I'm, if this is too fast. Um, 
This is a Christmas pod- podcast. Yes, we haven't even gotten there yet. And but please, if you're I'd, opening that door, well, I'm gonna slam it wide open like a, slam it slam wide it open, open. <laughs> slam it wide open like a Christmas chimney. Mm-hmm. I'll take all the of old that. saying. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna stick to it. Uh, if you, for you listeners, Todd is squinting trying to figure out what he's saying. Yeah, it's happening to me. The <laughs> words are happening to me. <laughs> did Did you grow up uh, uh, loving Christmas? Do you love Christmas now? What's your Christmas story? Oh, funny you should ask. Love Christmas. Hey, yeah, love Christmas. Absolutely love it. I Todd, love. Todd hates it, by the way. I've oh, got a catchphrase. Okay. So he's the oh, blah, blah humbudge. Blah humbudge. You suck, man. No, no, I'm I don't good. understand how people can not like Christmas. Well, like unless like your parents <laughs> died on Christmas Does Day, that happen? there's no reason you should hate Christmas. It's great. The two my two favorite times of year: October, all of it, and December, like leading up to Christmas. November's out because it's when everyone has fun together. Like right. as, as like society, we've agreed. Hey, let's all do spooky, scary things. That's fun. Let's have haunts. Let's like decorate our front yard so people like feel something let's have and it's the same thing with christmas is yeah. like for halloween it's like let's scare each other and have fun doing that yeah it's like we're all agreeing to the bit and then with christmas it's like the only time of year where everyone just feels happier right it's like there's so much joy christmas music some of the best music ever written well it's well the catchy all right hold on it's the catchiest <laughs> it makes you feel something which a lot of music doesn't and even friends i have who are Huge atheists or uh, Jehovah's Witness love Christmas music. Oh yeah, it's, it's like it's I'm great the, music. As I say every time, not religious in any way, shape, or form, but Christmas yeah. is one of my favorite things. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be about religion because it's just about being nice. So I love that. It's the one time of year where people are nicer. I think in general. Dep- yeah. Dep- well, see, Todd. Todd worked in retail for a while. Me too. Not great. Ooh. Where did you work? I was a visual designer for Macy's, so I had to put up all those Christmas trees, all the lights. That's actually kind of fun. Everything. Well, you don't hate Christmas, so you wouldn't have liked it. I would have liked that. It was nice. I would. Visual designer's a good gig. Uh, I worked at an Apple store during <laughs> iPod and iPhone launches. and. Okay. Definitely during the Christmas that uh, the iPod was the, the big gift, like 2006 or something. Yeah. It was brutal. It was really rough. Yeah. And I did it for a long time. So that took a lot of love of Christmas oh, don't, away. Don't hate the holiday. Hate the scumbags who <laughs> don't know how to handle themselves in a retail. I do think, by the way, since it came up super organically, every human <laughs> being should have to work retail for at least like six months of their life. Yeah. Just to I agree see with that. how human beings really yep. treat each other. It's true. You should. I've not done it. We'll get a well. Let's get you a job. You have no idea what I was, humanity. I like. was uh, just at. Uh, <laughs> there's a theme song for this. Coincidentally enough, I was uh, just a couple nights ago. Happened to see a place that was hiring, and that place was called Target. Talking Target. Let's do it. Hit the mark. <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I realized I was organically going to bring up yeah, Target that, and that I that know, like, remembered really we have well. that ready to go. Well, yeah. you shot yourself in the foot, my friend, because now anytime anyone says the word Target, you have to play that <laughs> oh, song. Oh, no. I mean, that, that was Todd's song that he wrote on the spot. Uh, right? I wrote that. Just right there. By no the way, big. I did just say it. Talking Target. Let's do it. Hit the mark. I wrote that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I like so watching you lean forward and putting your earphone in, uh, uh, you did play. Um, it, I did say it. Just. Do you notice that they they were hiring because uh, the Eagle Rock Target is hiring guys? If you're interested, are you going to get a job there? You yeah, have to that's for what six I'm months. Asking. Were six you months. interested in working there? 
Uh, well, as as we were walking in, uh, Kaylin was like, "Hey, Target's hiring." I'm not. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to. <laughs> you should get a red shirt and get over there. Some khakis. Maybe. Uh, you know what? If I walk in and just hand them a uh, hard drive that has this on it. Talking Target. Let's do it. Hit the mark. <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> hand them that and watch them call the police. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a resume? Sort of. <laughs> sort of. I got this. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, yeah, I've never worked retail, and it sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. It's brutal. You see the you see the worst yep. in humanity. Uh-huh. Like I've had serving restaurant jobs oh. and retail. I can tell you by far, like as shitty as you think people are to servers, it's got nothing on retail. Real is retail worse than than? <sighs> I think so. Wow! Because usually no like, tips. People, <laughs> they're like eating and they're like happy to be eating as opposed to retail. They have to like spend money. So they're really bitter about it. I've worked retail at almost every retail store. The worst being Guitar Center. <gasps> because at Guitar Center, you can negotiate price. Oh, So dude. people haggle with you on everything. So oh. it's like a pack of strings. They're going to haggle with you. No. Yeah. And you have like your price point. Okay. We cannot go below cost. Obviously, you don't want to sell it at cost because you make no commission. So then it's like fine lining it to like i could sell it for this and be happy about it the one good thing um, about that is i could sell to friends at cost every time so in other words you're every day going like uh, how much am i making on this like every yeah. sale is literally that i can't imagine anything worse and guitar center is commission any employee you see oh. in a guitar center is making commission off of what they sell oh, so they push that. it it's like being at a car dealership they like force you to hit certain goals and like your manager will shame you if you don't hit like a goal and it's scummy man i work there just to buy a pedal board and all my pedals so i was like i don't give a shit i'm you just worked there for one day <laughs> yeah, <pedal board. laughs> i spent a lot of money on pedals let's just say that how long were you there oh uh, god probably like four or five months yeah i've worked like most jobs i've had i've had at least like one day i counted and i stopped at 30 30 different jobs i've wow. done everything I took a year or two off of it was like a year off of college to work manual labor jobs and get world experience because I felt like I was just taking these classes. I didn't care. I was like, I don't know how to do anything practical. So I was like a cable guy. I installed hot tubs. I worked for Coca-Cola as a merchandiser. So I know how Coca-Cola gets to your fridge, like every step of it. And I learned a ton and it made me realize I don't want to do manual labor for the rest of my life. So I went back to school. You know how Coca-Cola gets to my fridge. I stop at Target. Talking Target. Let's do it. Hit the mark. I wrote that. And then I just bring that it home. That was live. The <laughs> Perfect. Did, did, um, what was the worst of all the jobs? Is retail the worst of all the jobs you did? Ugh. The worst I did was probably installing those hot tubs because my boss was a real shithead. Yeah. And he would have me drive to Paris, California with a flatbed truck and stack eight hot tubs on top of it straight up, and then they'd strap it down, and I'd drive across the five grapevine back to Bakersfield. That sounds terrifying. It was horrifying. The truck wasn't able to make it. It would always overheat. I'd have to pull over and wait on the freeway, and it would be. they would warn me at the spa place, you have these stacked too high. You cannot take this man. I was like, I have to, he said. <laughs> like, all right, but I had to sign a waiver every time saying if they fell off, it was my fault. Oh, <laughs> the company's fault. And one trip back when it was overloaded, it overheated and the uh, something inside is like the carburetor exploded in the truck. And it sounded like someone shot a shotgun against the floor of the truck. And I pulled over and called my boss and he's like, you need to stay in that truck until someone can come and tow it. And it was hours like into the night. 
like midnight, I was still sitting on the side of the road. What? Making sure no one touched these spas in the middle of the grapevine going over. It was horrible. I quit oh. not, not shortly after that. My God. Jeez. By the way, he said it sounded like a shotgun, Todd Winslow. <laughs> I wrote that. Oh my god! All your—I didn't know you had so many catchphrases. Yeah, well, he's—he's and he's the Michael Winslow of this podcast. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, I make all the sound effects. I forgot. Yeah, that, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was really—I would listen back today to the last week's podcast. I'm really getting good at it. <laughs> it's not—you know—it's not bad. These shotgun sounds are great. Yeah. Um, did uh, so. Let's try it out. I drove really fast to get over here. Not as good. That one could use a little work, but I mean, I'm just getting started. <laughs> okay, I'm a new foley artist. Even Winslow had to start somewhere. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you this: he's in SAG. Ooh, he's still? better than me. Yeah, I have a question. They don't kick you out. <laughs> did no? you? Uh, you didn't happen to take a helicopter here, did you? <laughs> Is that the rest of the show? <laughs> yeah, just me uh, my favorite part of this is Ernie attacking you every time you make a sound effect oh, noise. Yeah, I, just, I just realized that's why he's attacking me. Because he thinks it's a real helicopter. Yeah, uh, clearly. Yeah, don't worry, it's just me. Dogs are nature's dummies. <laughs> <laughs> Felice Navibod will be right back. Hey, it's Tony Thaxton here, host of Felice Navibod. I'm here today to tell you about Downright.com. Ever heard of it? It's a great website where you can get your favorite artists to custom write a song for you. Great artists like Chris Farron, Matt Pryor, and Bob Nana. And guess what? A guy named me. So visit D-O-W-N-W-R-I-T-E dot com. Buy a song for me. And here's my promise. If you buy a song from me on downright.com, I promise it'll be way better than this. And now back to Felice Navipod. So you brought up you brought up Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Favorite Christmas song? Oh, um, Oh Holy Night. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Not what I would have guessed. What would you have guessed? Uh, uh, Way Two's Merry Christmas bit song. The it's Christmas Eve and I've only wrapped two fucking <laughs> yeah, presents. Yeah. That is a good one. Uh, actually, I've, I've never heard it. On on the, on that it. note, yeah, uh, the opposite of of good Christmas songs, terrible Christmas songs, which we're going to do a segment of right now, and there's a theme song. All right, so I'm constantly scouring the internet trying to find. I agree with you. Plenty of good Christmas songs out there, but a there's ton, a ton, a ton. probably more boy, boy. bad ones. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no. Someone trying to make a Christmas it can't be. Uh, so let me let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, Old Holy Night being your favorite. Uh, well, first we'll go this. Wh- who does someone have your favorite version of that? No, no. I, I feel like it's it's uh, it's like the classic versions you hear. Classic versions. older recordings are always the best. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, because they're classic songs. Mm-hmm. They go way back. Like you want to hear those original versions. Yeah, I don't want to hear like Muzaki versions no. or like a pop rendition of, or some diva yipping it up. T- the only modern Christmas song I really love, and I think even people like you who say "Blah Humbug," Berg, what is it? <laughs> Blah Humbug. Blah Humbug to Christmas. Even you have to agree, Mariah Carey's Christmas song is a fantastic <laughs> song. Which we, I've, we've talked about that. Sh- that song. 
that song a lot on here. Sean Connery came in. <laughs> <laughs> the song is great. I love Christmas. I love smacking women in the mouth and Christmas. <laughs> uh, I feel like that is, even though that song is now, what, 25 years old, I feel like that is the newest Christmas classic. Yeah. Because not, there's not a lot of new, like, original Christmas songs still coming out yeah. that end up getting played every year. Yeah. I feel like that's the newest one. It, it's got to be. Is the last it all Christmas I want for Christmas is you? Yeah. Yeah. 25 years? I think. When you I said that, ballpark. I aged like the <laughs> night in Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we hearing a song? Uh, yeah. Let's let's pop those headphones in, because... Uh, you being a big fan of Oh Holy Night. Oh, I love Funny it. you mentioned that because there's nothing better than Oh Holy Night by Tiny Tim. There's, there's that ukulele is just being played like incidentally. Like yeah. there's no. He's dead eyed. He's not holding a cord. He's just smacking it open with his fingers. Yeah. And walking around the studio. <laughs> he's just got a lav mic stuck to his chest. So there's no, there's no tempo going on there. He just stops. He hits some bad chords sometimes. This is a combination of Christmas and a lot of drugs. Yeah. No, he's clean, man. Is he? This guy's a straight arrow. He's he's, he's very conservative. Well, he's dead. Arrow, so. Really? He is dead now. Yeah, he did a lot of interviews on Howard Stern. It was like very like conservative. Um that's terrifying. Yeah. And not just because uh like Tiny Tim's music recently, most recently has been used in a lot of horror films. I think they're used in either like Insidious or I think it was Insidious. They used his tiptoe through the tulips, uh-huh. which terrified a new generation of people. But if I had heard that when I was a, I was a kid, it would have scared me. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. as it should. <laughs> it's, it sounds like that's proof of the paranormal. Are you familiar? So you know a little about this dude. <laughs> Heard he's sitting in the corner like at the end of Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I'm familiar with the dude. Yes. Uh, the, so he's a straight up just comedian. No, he's not a comedian. He's completely sincere. Okay, so the, the, I, I never knew anything about him. I knew he existed. I knew like he was on TV. Like my family Married would see him and laugh show. at him. Yeah, but yeah. but I thought I thought he was doing bits. No, that's that's who he really is. He's just an odd duck, and I, I think see. people love him for that because he's like he's not he's completely sincere when he does that, which is why it works. It's almost like a a Kaufman routine, but it's that, just him all the but time. But it's real. Yeah. I see. I see. He's the weird kid in your school that everyone's like, yeah, he's weird, but we love him. He's our weirdo. Yeah, he's yeah. our weirdo. He's not yeah. a sellout. Yeah, he's yeah, <laughs> he he's... true to who he was. Man, he was like a super reoccurring guest on the Tonight Show, right? Yeah, yeah he did it because that was like a huge. That isn't uh, like when he got married on the Tonight Show it was like one of like the biggest TV events yeah. of all time. I think really, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Why are you so shocked? Because TV was it TV event of all time? Is yes, that, what's that will you? get me. Not like the Seinfeld finale, no. Bob Newhart's last episode, and when <laughs> Tiny Tim got married. Yeah, exactly. It just lost doesn't... finale. There are a lot of there. I could name sixty things that are bigger, but go. I won't. Uh, add sixty. Go. The uh, clock is set at sixty seconds. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 all right, that's time. Uh, Oh, no. Winslow's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it just yeah that that got me. 
The uh, song got to uh, you? Did you know? Did, yeah, the song actually, got to Actually, not tiny. Little, no. He's a tall gentleman, I believe. Curly, curly hair. It's an ironic name. Mm-hmm. Like Big Sean, the rapper, is actually very little. Really? Same, tiny Tim is the reverse. He's a big guy. Big oh. guy. And Lil Wayne is huge. Uh, I met rapper Big Sean in Chipotle. Uh, before he blew up, <laughs> he was in Chipotle with his mom and his brother. And they were in line, and I could tell it was him because he had a hat with his saying on it. Sure. And um, he was ahead of me in line, and I found him on Twitter. He didn't even have a million followers yet. <laughs> and I tweeted at him, hey, at Big Sean, how's that burrito treating you? And he's eating with his family, and he checks his phone, and he looks up, pauses, looks up, and looks around, and he sees me grinning, and he shakes his head. <laughs> End of the meal, gets up, walks by me, he goes, what's up? <laughs> and then walked out, and it's one of my favorite celeb encounters of all time. Uh, here's how uncool I am. I think this might be the first I've ever even heard of Big Sean. Oh, Big Sean's a big rapper right now. I don't know much Have about the Have you heard rap. that song, uh, I Don't Fuck With You? No. Uh, it's, a, it's a very aggressive song. Are you listening to a lot of the radio? I don't listen to a lot of radio. I had Sirius in my car when I bought it. I had like a year of it, yeah. so I'd listen to popular music then. But I'm still like, I don't want to... God, I hate promoting when I'm not getting paid for it. But um, Target. What a shill. <laughs> Talking Target. Let's do it. Hit the mark. Uh, no, I I'm just kidding. That. Apple Music. I listen to <laughs> Apple Music. Apple Music. <laughs> I wrote that. Uh, <laughs> Apple. Whoa. I listen to Apple Music. You and I are Me a lot too. the same. Yeah. So I type in like a band I love, and then I do radio, and then I see what new bands I, I learned through that. That's mostly how I'm getting my new music these days. That makes sense. And then when Friends recommends stuff, I'll listen to it. The cast of Friends. The cast of Friends. <laughs> Specifically, Matt LeBlanc texts oh, he's me great. new bands. Yeah. But it's always weird. Like It's like, hey, check out this new guy, Frank Sinatra. And I'm like, Ooh, no, I've is... heard of a man this old. He's, he's a lunatic. So Wait, he's... LeBlanc is just sending you stuff that's like way out. Yeah, the, like, Matty LeBee's out of his mind. He's man. like, oh, do you got to hear this band Van Halen? They're great. <laughs> yeah. And he makes sure to put the, the accent yeah, so yeah. I say Van Halen. Yeah, he wants yeah. you to emphasize the first word. Yeah. Um, I don't think I listen to new music almost ever anymore. A couple years I'm, ago, I I'm went not after too far it. Behind you on it's, that. I try, but I, I don't like anything. I really. Is it, you don't like anything or you don't care to get new stuff? Uh, I feel like I'm, I, I almost am totally cooked on music at this point. Wow. So what do you, what were you listening to on the drive over? Uh, oh, I listen to all talk radio. I listen to NPR. Okay. So you've crossed over. I crossed over. How about I'm, you, Tony? I, mo- I mostly listen to podcasts. Podcasts and yeah. talk radio. That's interesting. I, there's a band called Dangers. Do you know Dangers? Mm-hmm. Harvey Danger. Yeah. Big in the Harvey 90s. Danger. Harvey Danger. Mm-hmm. There's a band called Dangers, a hardcore band, and, uh, they're, great and they just put out a new record and i listened to that so you're still you're listening to hardcore and talk radio so you're like henry rollins essentially (laughs) have you listened to henry rollins show i can't listen to that guy man he bums me out oh okay do you like him yeah i do like him i think he's got some interesting stuff he's always engaging like even if you don't like what he's saying he's still interesting to listen to yeah it's just he's like a he just contradicts himself uh constantly maybe i don't listen to him enough to know that it's because i don't i listen to music still it's like <laughs> I'm still cool. I still regular love music, burn. man. When I, I, I if I watch like a documentary about punk, he's inevitably inevitably going to be in it, and he's got the same three stories. And it's like, and it, it it like I watched Salad Days recently, which is about DC hardcore and punk. And he in one segment goes, "Man, we were getting in fights all the time. Like people didn't fuck with us because we were, you know, whatever." The next 
literally next segment he's like we weren't i mean we were laid back kids like we weren't looking to get in fights or anything like the exact opposite to make his point is he the don trump of hardcore <laughs> yeah he's the hardcore <laughs> D- donny trumps yeah interesting the, DTs. the D- <laughs> why do you tony you know like on, you just did a tour so you probably heard a bunch of new music because of that right uh i mean yeah we played with some bands that i wasn't super familiar with ahead of time uh Particularly a band called Roswell Kid that was that was really great. Okay, if you're not familiar, check them out. I'm going to fun guys, and I wish I would have recorded a podcast with them because, as I talked about with Todd last time, that was my big plan. Like, I'm gonna record all these episodes on the road. Not one. Not one. You were too busy. They'll come through. No. Town. Right. <laughs> what did you do? How do you how do you kill your time? How did you kill your time the most? By doing nothing or walking around. Yeah. Like literally, just walk around the city. Or sit and do nothing when knowing there are plenty of things I could do. But it's like we talked about this before, like being on the road just like sucks all motivation out of me. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, so like we'd have to do sound check. We'd have to do meet and greets and things like that. But like when that wasn't happening, so that like cuts into your day. Like you'll have like a couple hours here. Then you got to be gone for a couple hours. Then a couple hours here. Then you're busy again. So like you'd have these windows and it's just like I could do this. And I would sit down with the intent of doing it and just. Couldn't do it. Uh, I forced myself. Uh, I just did a, a tour like two months ago, a month and a half ago. And I was like, I got to do something because I can be productive. I can't write on the road. For some reason, I just don't feel creative, mm-hmm. which is always crazy to me when I hear like bands have written albums yeah. on the road. Yeah. I was like, how? Jesus, yep. your yep. focus. So what I figured was, okay, I'll find something unique to the city to do each each stop. And I ended up doing escape rooms. In almost every town. Really? I've seen on your Instagram yep. a lot of this. That's a good I love idea. escape rooms. And me going too. to different yeah. towns, a lot of times I'd be alone. Or it'd be me with like three or four other strangers. And I would do them. And it's great. It's a great way to meet people and do like a unique experience to like bond. Wow. Some, uh, a couple towns I went out to get like drinks with the escape room people afterwards. <laughs> like the employees. Because <laughs> they liked your vibe. Yeah, they, they liked, liked my game. vibe. They liked how stoked I was for it and it's showing good. up. And they're all like... People in this makes sound. I guess I might sound bad saying this, but like people in small towns as you tour across, they love like the the idea of you Instagramming them. Yeah, they're like, mm. hey, would you post an Instagram of me? <laughs> and that was like the weird thing I found out on the road. It's like just tag me in this stuff, and uh, <laughs> we'll like get you drinks or we'll like let you do. It. I was like, yeah, okay, definitely. Like I don't really have a following, but I will gladly do. They that. knew you're on tour, which was enough. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, and they want to like make new friends. That's cool. It's- yeah, people are fat, especially if you're in a smaller town. People are fascinated by the fact that you're traveling. I thought you were saying fat. Yeah, <laughs> people, people are- in small town America are fat. I was like, Very Jesus fat. Christ, man! Come on, Tony, really going after your base <laughs> again. Yeah, this is Trumpcast. It's fascinating because so. because it's something you you, I guess a lot of people don't do. Yeah. Um, but I think what's crazy to me is how often you hear like, I would love to do that. And you, my answer to them is always, well, do it. Yeah. Like find something you want to travel with and just do it. There is like the idea of being connected to entertainment, I think is very appealing mm-hmm. B- because we're around it all the time out here, but we're most... big shots. <laughs> yeah. Just the three biggest big shots in LA sag who needs it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love sag sag. I love you. I'm so happy. I joined Uh sag. I would like to uh, book me on a thing. Sag. Call me. Is there a job to book me? <laughs> That's how it works. Right. Um, but uh, I, I just think it's exciting. Like anywhere, like growing up in Virginia, it felt a billion miles away. The idea of doing anything yeah, in entertainment totally. was like, the, like music for us. When we were talking about like selling bands that sold out, like that's why 
a band coming with a trailer was enough to call a sellout because it was like selling the idea of touring and being on the radio was not even in an option like that never existed like in our minds i don't know it just seems mm-hmm. so far away being on the radio it's so crazy to me that we would not like a band because they were being played on the radio so stupid it doesn't affect us or touch us no. in any way just nope. your favorite thing is is now someone else's favorite thing if yeah. a kid on the football team likes the thing that you like it breaks it for you some for some reason yeah it's just it's your when you put so much weight on your identity you know what i mean and then yeah someone else has a piece of it i feel like um the eye-opening moment for me as like a young jaded punker was when Lagwagon released a song "Know It All" that talks about like bands making enough money to be able to eat and pay rent. It's like how are they sellouts? I was like, oh, I never thought of them as like having lives and families and babies right. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like trying to pay rent is, is such a crazy idea because I'm a kid who lives with my parents. That's <laughs> what do I care? Exactly how I remember thinking about. It. Yeah, it's like it's what you do instead of a summer job or something. Mm-hmm. Like you go on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what and, were you, and then when you get off tour, you come home and you get like a a gig at Target. You could do that, and I mean, it would sound like this: <laughs> Talking Target. Let's do it. Hit the mark. I wrote that. Uh, but <laughs> songs. hashtag Target song. Please get it trending. <laughs> what's the What's America's best uh, best escape room? Oh boy, probably the coolest one I did was in um, Nashville. And it was a place called The Escape Game, free promotion. They're homies. I'll hook it up. <laughs> and uh, it was like a Mars, kind of like your time you spent on Mars, Todd. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Put on, I, I go in there, and it's like three different rooms. It's like uh, outside the ship, the surface of Mars, and inside the ship. So three rooms in one. I and, assume a uh, lot of candy bars around. Too. Yeah, so many. It was hard to get through. <laughs> My first task was to eat 30. Oh, wow. Um, so I got type 2 diabetes. I moved on. But when the kid was introducing the room to me, he's like, by the way, there's like a NASA jumpsuit. You don't have to wear it. It's for those people who are into that sort of thing. <laughs> and I looked at I was like, well, I'm going to put it on. And he goes, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You could tell he like offended, <laughs> thought he offended me because he's making fun of people. So I put on this NASA jumpsuit, pouring with sweat immediately. And then it's just intense because you have an hour countdown clock. And uh, I don't want to spoil the room. But there are no, a lot of don't. cool like uh, trigger stuff that like pops off. And it's really interesting, man. It's it, Is it remarkably better than the other ones like it or like really it sticks uh, out i mean yeah because like the production value is so high and like the set pieces are cool and the triggered effects are cool that's cool free candy bars free candy <laughs> bars everywhere the thing about escape rooms is after you've done enough if you go in a shitty one nothing is a bigger bummer because you're stuck in there for an hour yeah and it just looks like crap and you're not stoked to accomplish anything so you're just kind of like all right i'll move on to the next thing i did one in denver where all the all like uh, the props and scenery was just, they were just painted on the wall. So you would like decode things by reading them off the wall, but nothing was like practical. There were no like tactical uh, things. The worst. It was horrible. It was just someone <laughs> painted a sarcophagus on the wall and it was supposed to be spooky. Oh. It made me very self aware and I felt stupid. Yeah, and yeah. You should never feel like you're wasting time or money while you're in one. No. You should be stoked on it. Did, oh <laughs> man. Favorite one in LA? Oh boy. The basement, LA was great is it scary i mean it doesn't scare me i don't like i'm a grown man i don't don't want scary i get scared on the regular i live very do horror movies scare you yes oh my god i love this i forget didn't you tell me before that you're much more comfortable at home when your wife is home Yep. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely you get scared do you think someone's gonna like funny games you home invasion robbery or something it just I, I think I always have a level of it, and then when I watch those movies, it just heightens it. 
Oh boy. Yep. Hey, I'm going to Knotts uh Knotts in two weeks on a Sunday night. Do you want to go with us? You have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> They're allowed to touch you there. No, they can't. They can't touch you. I don't want some. No, no haunt is allowed to touch you unless it's like one of those experiences where they are intentionally like softcore torturing you. Which I've or done. if Donald Trump works there. Yeah, Hello. Hey. <laughs> topical. <laughs> You're always looking to shoehorn those topical mm-hmm. points in. <laughs> you know me. Uh, I did do. Uh, <laughs> Wait, t- sorry. I did this core? event called Blackout, where you sign a waiver, and they the things that they did included you were in a pitch black room by yourself for ten minutes while people in like infrared goggles ran around you and touched you. Nope. Second room, <laughs> uh, you had to like they basically implied it was semen that you had to like spoon feed yourself out of a a pot, and then the next room they put a plastic bag on your head and made you run in place for a minute. To like <laughs> intentionally um, make you winded. He hated that idea. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> Did that scare you when Ernie barked? Uh, no. No. Okay. I think mom's home. Mom's home. Uh, but I paid to do that. Uh, so new what? segment. New segment. Mom's home. Mom's, mom's home. home. Hi, Kim. Hi, Mom. <laughs> We're talking Christmas. <laughs> TC. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you boys Cam- having fun? Cool. Cool. <laughs> Tiny Stills cameo. Hi. Hi. Welcome home. Hi. Welcome home. Thanks. Great record, by the way. Oh, it was my morning music no for Jackie and I while we had our morning coffee and tea. No shit. It's fantastic. Ooh. Congratulations. Very, very good. That's very kind of you to listen. Thank you. Oh. Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, I like talking whisper. full volume off the mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that way you don't have to fix it in post. How are you guys? We're living the dream. <laughs> <We're> great. <laughs> Another person literally knocked at the door and came in. Yeah, didn't even knock. Didn't just even came knock, on in. A little rude, but the, you know, the, I guess she lives here. So the knock didn't like. scare me. The bark didn't scare me. But but if it were at night and I was by myself and I was watching something, it would have. Mm-hmm. I don't like the the feeling of being startled. Okay. It It's just not, not at all fun. But you don't like really think that someone's going to get you like that, right? Like a, a movie monster. Like Freddy Krueger doesn't make you think that someone could kill you in your dream. No, no. No, it doesn't. But it that's the weird thing. Like all the practical stuff of it goes like, of course not. Of course I'm fine. But then if I'm laying in my bed at night and my eyes are shut, then I go, ghosts aren't real, but maybe ghosts are real. Oh, my God. Yep. I love that. Yeah. I love a hardcore kid being I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> a grown-up man. I, you're the oldest of us, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's call that out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for, I'm I'm a 40 year old gentleman, and I will tell you, as a grown man, I'm halfway through my life, and I've still not fixed fear. <laughs> I wish I had that, man, because I love like horror movies. I love haunts, like going through mazes and stuff. But it's st- yeah, it startles me because something is loud or someone is where someone currently previously wasn't. But you that like, makes me jump, but I'm not afraid of it. The idea of you jumping though, like that feeling you get when you're like, Gah! like yeah. that's fun for you? Yeah, of course. That's why I ride roller coasters too. That feeling in your stomach. I like roller coasters. That's a different thing for me. Okay. That's interesting. But when I close my eyes at night, I do you think, think a roller coaster is going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> you think the Matterhorn is in your closet? <laughs> Does the abominable snowman on the Matterhorn scare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of like like I could watch like swamp things and swamp things <laughs> swamp things and uh old timey stuff like that it doesn't bother me. It's like anything spiritual weirdness like I could never watch the exorcist. Not a chance. Oh, but I just watched it for the first time like 2 months ago. Oh my god, what'd you think? 
Uh, I enjoyed it, but it is one of those things where, like, yeah, still good, but probably should have seen it a long time ago, and it yeah. probably would have had a little more of an effect on me. Oh, as a kid, man, it was like a gut punch. Yeah. It was fantastic. I watched man. it. I showed it to a... My buddy was Jehovah's Witness, and had never seen a horror movie, and they literally believe in demons. Yes. So I showed him The Exorcist, and he, he cried. Like, he <laughs> cried when it ended. He started crying, and it was time to go to bed, and I could hear him, like, whimpering, and I was like, I feel horrible. So, of course, I got a camera with a flash on it and <laughs> took a picture of him in the dark, and to this day, it's the funniest picture I've ever taken because he jumps as the flash goes off, and it's real terror. <laughs> Unbelievable! So that's how I You're felt bad, monster. and then took advantage of it. You're a terrible. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had nightmares after I saw the band Neurosis. <laughs> <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> Two nights. Two you nights. saw Rob Zombie, and your hair went bone white. <laughs> you heard his lyrics. <laughs> no, like Neurosis used to play these videos during their show that were scary as I'll get out. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Shit was dark. I'm going to show you some Misfits lyrics after this and see how scared you get. I'll get real scared. <laughs> Just reading lyrics makes me scared. Um, you guys, may I remind you, we're in the middle of terrible Christmas songs. Oh, oh okay. sorry. <laughs> no. Do we have another hey, one? Hey, don't be. Oh, we've got, we've got a couple more. Uh, so let's, you know, let's get back on track here with legendary recording artists. Probably okay. at the top of his game right here. Here's a little Bob Dylan for you guys. Oh. Right away. Is it just like a drunk punk song? Who's got a beard that's long and white? Who's got a beard that's long and white? Who goes around on a special night? Who's got a special night? Special night. Beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Claus. Nobel Prize winner. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> To be honest, I'm not. Look, I'm not. I'm not judging him as a whole off of the song. But he's, oh, a, he's a guy that I, I don't really get overall. Uh, admit, admittedly, not a Bob Dylan fan. Yeah, I'm not a lyric guy. I know that's like a big thing up with a lot of Dylan that's people. Is his true, lyrics. Yeah. I'm not really a lyric guy, so I can't give him that. But yeah, and then this is. I think this is about this thing. I believe came out in 2009 or something like uh, that. So, like Bob Dylan's tough for me, anyways. Later, Bob Dylan. Uh-huh. Boy, oh boy. Like as as his already not great voice has gotten worse. <laughs> and weirder. Like I like yeah. that he has a record where he was like, I sing like this now. <laughs> like it, it changed the way his voice sounds on a record just because he wanted to. Two things. One, I'll go hard after him. That's embarrassing. Uh-huh. That's embarrassing he put that out and that that's attached to his like name and legacy to the point where anytime he was honored, I should show up with a boombox and play that and be like, yeah. listen... Two, I hope he works that into a set when he plays live. Yep. Every and it's time. all those very serious, heartful, heartfelt songs, and then Must Be Santa just in the <laughs> closing song. Just with, like, <laughs> you know his band is, like, the greatest players in music. Like, in folk music, they're oh, the clearly, best ones. Yeah. And they're like, we got to do the Santa song tonight? Like, yep. It's yeah, on the we list. played Must Be Santa with all these fucks. <laughs> he, oh, boy. That was embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. He should be ashamed. He should be. <laughs> And I know he's listening right now. So, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. I'd call you Bobby D, but that's Robert De Niro's nickname. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wants to Trump. Uh, he wants to Trump punch in the face. He wants to Trump punch. <laughs> Trump punch. That uh, video is wild. Mm-hmm. It's like very, very like, hey, and here's 
Bobby D talking about how he wants to fight him. <laughs> Although I do want to fight that youngest Trump. Kid. I want. I really. Oh, is he? I I don't know anything about the kids. I've Which been, was the youngest, my, Eric or Donnie G? Whichever G? one, Junior. I, I don't care about enough about him to memorize their names. Yeah, uh, it's the one, the smug one with like the darker hair. Oh, the smug one. Yeah, the smug <laughs> Trump, as opposed to all the rest of them. What does he use? Don't like his his the cut of his jib. I don't like the way he he smirks, man. He just needs to be taken down a peg. <laughs> I'm calling it out here on this podcast. Hopefully, it gets to him. Oh, I know he listens to. <laughs> Treat this like a wrestling a show. You listen here. Adam McCabe's gonna find you yeah. and take you down. No, oh, let's not get into wrestling. That'll be a whole other hour. Oh, yeah. are you a wrestling guy? Grew up with it, and it. still to this day, watch funny wrestling clips, and they bring me so much From joy. The, yeah. Oh, I, I'm the same. I haven't watched it in 20 years, but like I watched a ton of it as a kid. And when I'll Booker watch T ones. calls Hulk Hogan the N word, is one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, oh funny wrestling clips. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. We should. Uh, yeah, I, I could, I could do that for hours and hours. Oh my god. You ever seen the video of uh, the announcement of that the one man gang has become Akeem, the African <laughs> Dream? No. I recommend looking that up. That's all I'll say. Got another one? Here's another one. Okay. Uh, this is one... I, I had a memory... Because uh, in always looking for these bad ones, anytime you, you... If you Google, like, worst Christmas songs of all time, this one comes up on, like, every list. And I wasn't really? familiar with it, and I gave it a listen. And at first I was like, yeah, it's bad, but I don't know. Is it, like, one of the worst ones ever? And then I re-listened today, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's pretty bad. This is a song called... Are you guys familiar with The Christmas Shoes? Oh, yeah, of course. My new song? Christian band. Christian band. Yeah. You know all about them. Oh, yeah. It was almost Christmas time. I do know this song. Trying to buy that last gift or two. Not really in the Christmas mood. Great voice. Daryl, can you go back in? We just felt like you, you didn't feel it when you sang it. Can you do another take where you're really just feeling it? Yes, more. of course. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. A little, little more breath in the next take. It's closing a wall. I'm a dirty kid. For my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her side. Honestly, the Bob Dylan song is worse. <laughs> right. I'm, having a, I'm having a tough time. But it is a song about shoes. Uh, oh, my God. That that keyboard sound is so, like, of that time. Yep. And, and for Christian music, for three to seven more years after that time. So that was a Christian man that put that song out? Yeah. Todd seemed to know about that. Yeah, I, I new song is a Christian a man. Song. Also, uh, maybe the less, the least spiritual Christmas song? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, well, does this say, is your holiday. I mean, I playing. know we made fun of that gentleman's voice on during the <laughs> while we were playing it, but doesn't he say like before she goes to see Jesus or something? Oh, I want her to be like be. warm and have nice shoes. That makes like sense. Like she's dying, I believe. Should we all sit <laughs> quietly for five minutes and listen to the whole thing? <laughs> all right, podcasters, listen. <laughs> listen up. Five oh. interrupted minutes of this song. Interrupt, uninterrupted. Boy. That <gasps> <laughs> he was dirty from his face. So you're familiar with that band, right? I know they exist. Favorite new song song. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, Come I on, literally, be honest. Be uh, honest. Jesus is our Lord. 
Yeah. No, no, I don't, okay. I don't Which, know. I, they're not wrong. No. I Jesus just, music was huge for a while. Like Carmen oh, got yeah. huge. He was playing like stadiums. You know what's crazy is there are these bands, like there was a huge Christian subculture of music, right? Yeah. And DC then there's... Talk. DC Talk was one. But then there are these like <laughs> weird Clay. outliers. Like I opened for Jars of Clay once. Ooh. We'll move on. With Motion City? No, my old, old <laughs> What a weird Sub- opening. <laughs> Submerge? Yeah. Submerge open for jars mm-hmm. of clay? It was. I think we may have still been merge at that point. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Where at? The flood zone yeah, in Richmond, yeah, Virginia. It was. Yeah, it was called that because everyone got super wet when they heard <laughs> DC talk at the state. Jars of clay? <gasps> God, Jesus. They, uh, but, the, but then like there were these weird outliers. Like Carmen was his own thing. Like, he was not part of the, like, you would never look in a Christian music magazine and see Carmen. He had his own thing, but filling stadiums. If, you get, if you're if you a listener and you don't know Carmen, which would be ridiculous, yeah, look on. up Carmen. Grow up. He's absolutely insane. It, he's bananas. Yeah. He really is crazy. Uh, I knew somebody that toured with him for a while. MXPX? <laughs> like a crew person that worked for Carmen. Saw MXPX at the Flood Zone once, too. All right. Yeah. Was it a church? Was it like a Christian venue? It was no, it wasn't. But they they did have yeah they those things happen. And I had like a friend that worked like at like a Christian radio station, <laughs> and he uh, like, yeah he got us to go see. This was before I knew who MXPX was. I was like, all right, sure, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, you and didn't have no place to go, so you went to the punk, the punk rock, rock show. show. Yeah, Ooh. I might have seen the PX on that same tour. Did the Supertones open for them? Uh, oh boy, the OC Supertones. <laughs> I know those guys pretty well. Yeah. Do you? I, the, get them in on the, the podcast. Of, I could get that. In the middle of the set, the uh, drummer came out front and basically gave a sermon to the crowd in the middle of their set. Uh, Whoa. That gentleman called me a few years ago to audition. For what? To play guitar on the reunion stuff. This right. was in 2007. Oh, he ca- okay. Eight. I thought you meant he called you because you were holding auditions for something. Oh, no. That's how I took that. I, he gave me a shout. I was like, I'd be good at this. <laughs> they needed sermon a, auditions. <laughs> they needed a guitar player. But uh, nice, really nice guys. Not, I do not like ska, so I no. couldn't do it. But uh, yeah, nice dudes. I feel like all of us were in a Christian ska band at one point. <laughs> never, never was. I, I, I yeah. Were you in a ska band for one day? I, I feel Christian like most ska band. Were. I played alto sax. Oh, you sax. weren't serious about the, or you were serious yeah. about the Christian part. And we all met up, and it was like they were all religious. I wasn't, but I played alto sax, so they brought me in. And our one practice was us trying to figure out how to play. Um, my Sharona, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, and the drummer couldn't play it, so we're like, "Well, we can't play it." And it's like, "All right, well, we'll meet up next weekend." And then no one ever talked again because the drummer couldn't play it. <laughs> that that classic ska hit, My Sharona. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, to be a hit ska band, it was like uh, "Say Ferris had come on Eileen." Yeah, you got it. Yeah, like everyone had like there. that big cover. It's true. Eighties cover. Eighties yeah. cover. It's actually a good way to start as a as a ska band is like get your cover going first. Yeah. You don't have to write anything. Yeah. Well, a lot of people break with covers. It's true. I know, but then can you ever get past that? No. I feel like when the cover is your first hit, it's you're done. That was it. And then you get bitter because of that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh people just want to hear someone else's song at our show. They scream it a lot. The worst. Oh, the Newfound has like records of covers, right? Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't like they didn't start that way. No, though, no, right? no, yeah, no. Yeah, they're already no. big. Yeah. yeah. Do you have another one? Let's let's do one more. And uh, <laughs> I'm I, excited. I like it. And I I feel like yeah, I, uh, you guys here for this. Uh, it's a good one because I want you guys to just see if you can explain this one to me. Uh, this is Tennessee Ernie Ford. <laughs> this song is called 
Jingle O the Brownie. 17 and minutes just, long and we will not talk. Just uh, tell me what this is about. Away up north in Wonderland, there lives a jolly little man. He's Jingle O the Brownie. He works for Santa Claus. He shakes the clouds and makes it snow. Oh, no. He plants the Christmas trees that grow. And when he walks, he bounces just like a rubber ball. Jingle O, Jingle O, Jingle O the Brownie O. Building toys for girls and boys to fill old Santa's sleigh. Jingle O, Jingle O. This can't be. I mean, we're all stunned to silence. It's about a baked good, right? I hope to God it is, because otherwise this can't be played anymore. You have to turn it off. It's like hate criming listeners. I, I don't know. I mean, we have to look up the Wikipedia page to see this guy explain what that is. This guy, Tennessee Ernie Ford. Ten- I've never heard of him. Number one, the thing no, is, I've heard of him, but I, two, I couldn't tell you much. I've heard brownie used as a racial slur. Yeah, that's the only context I've heard that. Unless this is about like an anthropomorphic baked good. <laughs> like, but there are like gingerbread men. There are words for that. There are na- gingerbread yeah. men. Like there are yeah. a lot like understood. But boy, he also oh builds toys, so he's an elf. I would. I mean, that's an elf. Maybe Unless he's, he's the one non-elf. Maybe he's just got a cute name of like a sweet. Maybe he's named after dessert. He's just a cute sweet. I, just, I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find <laughs> some. By the way, the top result when I just googled Tennessee Ernie Ford Jingle O the Brownie meaning, the first result was ten worst Christmas songs of all time from Al Jazeera America. <laughs> oh, great, <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting a whole lot of uh, boy. If that's if that's what weird, that is, there's not a ton of write-ups on the song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. it's part of the Christmas Canyon canon. You would think there'd be <laughs> well, the Christmas Canyon. Yes, the Christmas Canyon. There'd be so many think pieces about it. Yeah, that's... I'm. Uh, this is just my naive and, and dumb guy in me. But literally, as I listened to it, I didn't even think about the <laughs> racial side of it. I honestly didn't. are you serious? No, I really didn't. I was just like, what the fuck is this song about because i was just literally could only think of brownies i look i will go on the record as saying if it's if it's not about if it's not a racist song i don't mind it at all actually like if it's not if it's not a racist song, i'll go on the record saying if it is racist i don't mind it all. No, no of course it's like it, it, it sounds clever like enough jingle it sounds like a christmas song like and it actually musically is a good song Away just up north in sonically, sonically, yeah. Mixed for five point one sound. He works for Santa Claus. He shakes the clouds and makes it snow. I mean, the guy sounds like he doesn't want to be singing it. I, I don't know. Building toys for girls and boys to fill old Santa's sleigh. It can't be about a, like a, a food brownie. <laughs> that's, that's crazy to me. I want it to be so bad. He dreams of Christmas Day. Let's just delve a little further. Just, okay. Let's just give it a trip each day in his red rocket ship around the world to see if you're being good or bad. He's got a great big magic eye that watches you from in the sky. When he sees you acting mean, poor Jingolo is sad. Jingolo. Poor ending to that verse. Right, it got, it Wait, got more his confusing. name is Jingolo. The Brown. Jingolo, the Brown. He does what Santa does. Like, he watches you. He travels the world in a rocket ship. 
So he travels by rocket ship, and he has a giant magic eye in the sky that watches you. So this is like pre-Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be, yeah? Yeah. Jo- it's Jolio the rocket man. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, I did. I honestly didn't mean to take it to a racial thing there, but uh, you know, that's we got to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, par for the course. I mean, I'm sorry if I brought that up. That's <laughs> no, what I, about. No. but that immediately made me uncomfortable because <laughs> it, it sounded like one of those like time capsule songs that like, yep. oh no, you can't say that. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, cannot say that. Let's it see, hit let's me the exact when, same way when okay, uh, good. Tennessee Army Ford yeah, existed. Yeah. Let's see where he lived, uh, what, his time, <laughs> uh, what region of America he was in, and uh, what was I mean, going on in the social that, climate. That would, that would uh, you know, check out with uh, what you're... He died in 1991. He was Rest born in peace. 1919. Wow. Short life. Oh, he's, uh, he, uh, he did that song, 16 Guns. Okay. I know yeah. that song. Yeah. I knew I'd heard of him, but I, d- I did not know... 16 uh, Guns? 16 Guns. What do you get? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know that song? Another Day Older? Closer <laughs> yeah. to Dead? Wow. Uh, I never I, knew that it was 16 Guns. I got to be honest. I thought it, I had no idea what You thought first. it was Jingle O the Brown <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he also did the theme song for Davy Crockett. I love um, like old country storytelling songs or like yeah. gunfighter ballads are fantastic. Yeah. Me. I listen to Marty Robbins like once a week. Oh, sure. All those gunfighter Great ballads hair. work on me. What? Wait. No. Am I thinking the right guy? Marty Robbins have great hair. Who am I thinking of? He had great hair. They all did. No, great hair. Yeah, it's like (laughs) big and poofy. Mullity? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He had it for years. Yeah. I met him. I think I met him once. Stop bragging. Was it at the Superdome show? (laughs) Yeah, he came. He loves Ska. Marty Robbins loves Ska. Christian Ska. He loves it. (laughs) Uh, I I was in a country band, and we got to open for Dirks Bentley when he played at the House of Blues the night he was inducted into the... uh, uh, Grand Ole Opry and Marty was there. All right. Did you get a picture of him? I can't remember. I, Did, I, I, I have a picture of him, but maybe not with him. Yeah. Blurry. I, I love if you, but you asked him for it. Can I take a picture of you? Can I get a picture <laughs> of you? Snap. Could you stand still and could I take a candid photo of you? That's I feel the, like my friends are like, there he is. Snap. It's going to be this, my new thing I do. Instead of, can I get a picture with you? Can I get a picture of you? I've <laughs> had that done. Ugh. It's a weird one. Oh boy! I, I what like, are they doing wait, with that? Really? Okay, sure. Yeah, don't move. Stand still. We're gonna picture you. <laughs> I really like that character. Uh, I want to get a picture of you. I'm gonna look at it and listen to Jingle O the Brownie, <laughs> my favorite Christmas song. I just want my very own personal picture. I'm going to. I can promise you from now on. Anytime I host a Christmas get together. I'm gonna put that on the mix and see if anyone asks me what's going on. Hey, what 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 is that? What do you what do you have on there? Nothing. What? How have I never heard that? I don't. Like, I've never to, heard it till earlier today. Like Christmas mixes. Every like November, December, I listen to Christmas mixes in my car mm-hmm. when I'm me driving. Too. It's never come up. Mm-mm. Never has that. What come is, up. What are your top your top Christmas hits other than Oh Holy Night? Oh man, there's so many good ones. Well, like, are you listening to the classic Oh Holy Night that's on your Christmas mix? Yeah, you better believe it. You're not listening. I'm not fooling around. Do you, are you down for the like punk versions of things like that? Are you, no. Yeah. No, I don't need that, man. No. Come on, I want to hear like the actual. Some thing. of them are fun. I don't need I, that. Yeah, man. I, there's some fun ones. I'm sure Les and Jake's done a fun one, <laughs> but there's it's uh, for the most part. No, I want traditional. Right. I don't even like when current singers redo Christmas songs, like a Josh Groban album or something. It's like I don't want to hear that. Mm. I want to hear those old standards, man. Old ones, Bing Crosby, man, give it, give it to me. Yeah, 
He's an old standardsman. Old standardsman. Yeah. I'm looking for an old standardsman. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, do you have? Uh, we're gonna wrap up here soonish, but uh, do you have a? Uh, you said you grew up in California, mm-hmm. in L.A. or Bakersfield? So Bakersfield. oh, okay. central, so, closer to central California. That's why you were talking about Jerry's Pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you? Uh, is there like a Christmas from your childhood or even recently that like stands out as a favorite Christmas memory that you have? Oh man, they were all so good. Uh, I love like. When I was younger, much younger, uh, my grandpa lived with us for like the past couple of years, like the last couple of years of his life. And every Christmas, um, I guess it was every, even before he lived with us, he would come to our Christmas and whenever we opened a gift, he would go, what'd you get? And we'd hold it up. And no matter what it was, if it was socks, a t-shirt, a video game system, anything, he'd go, oh, wow. Oh, my God. Everything blew him away. Yeah. So we just loved to open just to show him so he could do that. And he was so happy for That's us. That's awesome. That's like every every gift. He just was so excited. We were happy we got something. And that just made every Christmas better. Yeah. And since he passed away, it, I mean, we kind of got to a point where we're like, well, we're older now. So christmas wasn't as special because we didn't have him saying that and there were no kids but now my sister has two boys so yeah. i'm an uncle and it is great like oh it is about kids like i can get myself whatever i need because i'm an adult so now <laughs> i get to see their faces mm-hmm. again like when they open even though they're like little little kids they get stoked if it's like a lego set they flip out yeah and it's like oh did you get to take over again what? like did you get to take over for the excitement like, I feel oh, like wow. that's a tradition, like, yeah. somebody has to. I got to. I'm going to start doing that. Because that's so, that's so awesome. That's, like, the best tradition I've heard. Yeah. Just all that excitement. And every year, my mom would get him um, socks and a can of hominy, because he loved hominy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he would get man. cans of hominy, and he'd flip out. He's like, he would give the same reaction for his own gift? His own gift. The yeah. best. He'd love it. And he'd hold it up. He'd be so stoked. We'd get him, like, sweatsuit outfits where it's like a sweatshirt and sweatpants in the same color yeah and he'd be like great i love it this is all i've wanted all i wanted and it's like oh to be that happy with such stupid stuff (laughs) stupid to me i just hate when people are excited about stupid stuff (laughs) (laughs) blah humbug (laughs) that's a good one what what about you guys? Or do you not share because you guys are hosts? No, I won't. Uh, it's my per- personal life. Oh, yeah. Well, life. you hate Christmas. What was the last Christmas you enjoyed, Todd? A couple years ago we had. I, I don't, Like, the day of is fine. It's just that... Fine. It's fine. It's fun. Like, See, you, like you saw an okay movie. Yeah, yeah it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the opposite of where, like, actual Christmas Day is in a way, like... What my least favorite part? Like I kind of just like all of the build up to yeah, it. Yeah, of course. I mean the day's still good, but like it's always gonna, it's almost like kind of a bummer to me because it's like ah uh, it's it's done now. So, I agree with you uh, because it is done. Like once you open, you have like a great lunch with family. It's like okay, now I guess we're just hanging out and eating pie. But I do the build up. Like I do all the haunts in October. I told you my two favorite months are October and December. For December, I go to all those like light events where it's like oh a whole um, yeah park is covered in lights and it's tuned to music or whatever time to music houses with big light displays i go to that i love doing that stuff so christmas plays i do it i love it man i i've i just i get it just starts feeling like all right these songs are coming back on the radio we're doing that but uh i worked in an office where they would play christmas music and i it was the worst for two months it was just like Every day, morning to night, Christmas music, and and I did it at in retail. It was always on too. Yeah. So I just it burned me right out. My favorite story about having to work retail during Christmas is a buddy of mine worked at Suncoast, 
Suncoast Video back mm-hmm. when they yeah. still had those in malls. Oh wow! Where you could buy a, a anime DVD for fifty dollars. Yep. And uh, or Chasing Amy for forty nine ninety five. <laughs> and he came home from work and he looked so depressed. And I was like, "What's wrong?" He goes, "They've played Jingle All the Way." start to finish every day for the past week. Oh, I've no. seen Jingle All the Way at least 30 times at this point. Oh. He goes, I can't go to work anymore. I can't watch that movie again. I cannot do it. <laughs> and the next day I watched him like lace up his boots and get, go back. He watched it again probably four or five times a shift. Uh, My favorite Jake Lloyd movie. Jake Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, That would be... Long time really... listener to the podcast, Jake Lloyd. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, music is bad, but having to watch the same movie over and over must be terrible. Depends on what it is. There are certain Christmas movies I could watch over and over. If the cycle could, well, maybe not. I was gonna say the cycle would be long because the movie's so long. But I guess like songs are so short though that they're gonna go through them and then you'll come yeah. right back to it. So yeah, I when know, I worked at even uh, I worked Express Express for Men. Yeah, retail, and they played like Eartha Kitt's Santa Baby <laughs> so many times that I got used to like the breath of like, ha, 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 and that started great on me. Yep. Uh, but I dealt with it because I love Christmas. <laughs> I don't, but I, like a grown-up, I yeah. worked in retail for six years. It was just every time Christmas, and people got worse in in the stores and it got busier, it just made your life really hard. And yeah. so it was like literally like November would happen, you'd start hearing the music and be like, oh, it, like so it's like, anxiety ridden do you see they already have christmas stuff up at all the stores Ugh. I, october 10th they had full christmas trees and lights up already that's crazy october 10th that, that, but that's... they didn't at uh target yet talking target let's do it hit the mark i wrote, I wrote that. that hashtag target song i think they go up day after halloween at target that okay. feels just saying i feel like <laughs> look i'm i'm all right with the day after halloween maybe i prefer Let's do it from Thanksgiving on, but I prefer I prefer Thanksgiving Thanksgiving ends and then we do Christmas. But I really don't like in do October. You, can I ask you a personal question? Well, ooh, I'm I'm gonna allow it. Did you like that racist song? No. Um, <laughs> do you plan on having children? I don't know. We're you we're still don't figuring know it yet? out. Yeah. Okay. Because I was just wondering, like, how you're gonna be with your kids for Christmas? Oh, I'm Would gonna you, be like, awful. Let to them. them celebrate it. No. Would you, we're going to move to another country. No. <laughs> I'm going to hide Christmas for them. No, I like, I'm sure that'll be fun. And we went to Sarah's family. We talked about this last week. We went on a, a trip, a vacation last year, and it was really fun. We like went together and hiked and like, it was great. It was great. Um, that was really fun. Um, I just, there's a lot of hype and stuff around it that bothers me. Yeah. Oh, it's because I'm a punk rock kid. It's like it's Christmas sold out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and we've come full circle. Yep. Christmas sold out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How are you guys on time? You guys need to get out of here, or do we have a couple minutes still? I have a couple minutes. I can, right. I can find I can find a couple minutes because right, I was gonna wrap up. We're 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 going long here, but fuck it, you know, because uh, we're a Christmas podcast first. But it's basically a Star Wars podcast second. Oh, right. Oh, shit. And the Rogue One new trailer came oh, out today. Oh, my God. So uh, let's fire up the other theme song here. Are they really going to talk about Star Wars again? It happens every time that Tony talks to his friends. I'd rather hear them talk about something else instead. I guess they're really going to talk about Star Wars again. You're goddamn right we're going to. I thought you were going to target roll me and play the target. Star Wars. <laughs> I honestly thought that was going to happen. 
<laughs> Rick and Rolly with a target. Yeah, target roll. It's the new thing. Please make that spread. Target oh. roll your friends. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're recording this on uh, Thursday. And uh, that new Rogue One trailer came out. Did you watch it, Todd? I have not yet. Oh, Ooh. well, you go what ahead. What if and excuse I told yourself. you that I, I have maybe not seen the first trailer for Rogue One? What? You've uh, got to see the trailer, old man. I know. <laughs> Star Wars reference. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, Kevin, you didn't catch it, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> You're too cool. What? Kevin Spacey doing doing an impression yeah. of Christopher Walken doing auditioning yep. for yes. Yeah, it was a long way around. Uh-huh. Todd, you got to watch this trailer, man. I got to check it out. It was fantastic. Yeah, I loved it so much. I will say that uh, on first viewing, I I was sort of the same way when the 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 third Force Awakens trailer came out, where I was so excited. Well, first of all, I didn't know this was happening today. I yeah. woke up and it was out. And I was like, what? I knew, I learned from your tweet. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, I'm not going to thank you. <laughs> well, I'll take it anyways. Okay. Uh, I will say I saw it on Reddit last night, Tony. What? Oh, yep. Hold on. You're on Reddit? I'm you're on... like the oldest dude we know. Wait <laughs> 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 Is Reddit for old guys? No. Oh, you're, oh. Young guys. No. But you're talking about, this is like a book website. It's R-E-A-D. Yeah, I read it. Yes. Read it, and you just <laughs> type what book you've read. What a boring website. You just <laughs> Legend of Sleepy Hollow, enter. <laughs> like, oh, like, like, upvote, upvote. Uh, yeah, dude, it was great. So what'd you say on oh, first look, viewing? Uh, yeah, the, it was the same way with the last Forest Awakens trailer where like I was so excited. I was excited. I was like, oh, this is out. I'm excited to see it. And I watched it and I was like weirdly a little underwhelmed on the first viewing. Not that I, I didn't like it. I was just like the other ones like blew me away so much. And I'd seen a little bit, so now it was like kind of knowing what I was in for a little bit. And uh, so I was like, that was cool. But then uh, I think I'd only watched it once, and then you texted me, Adam. I'm pointing to Adam. And pointing was to like, Ernie was the like, dog. Dude, that trailer, already watched it three times or whatever, and I've since watched it another three or four times. Yeah. I'm fully, now I'm like, I saw so much stuff in multiple viewings that I missed the first time around that, yeah, I'm, I, I take back my apprehension. Because uh, I'm fully on board now. Oh, Vader shots. Mm-hmm. Vader's in this? Yeah. So it's Darth Vader. Oh, Darth Vader, oh. just so you know. Not former pro wrestler Big Van Vader. <laughs> I was wondering if you are going to bring up Vader the wrestler. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, it's it's nobody else except for Vader that's in it. It's from... the, He's the only character in the movie. <laughs> Crossover. It's him in a room trying to figure out how to fill out a form. <laughs> oh, it's like yeah. Castaway, but more boring. Yes. He's, he's applying to be the new emperor, and he's he's lost in all the application forms. And, yeah. It's when his uh, when his ship gets shot away at the end of New Hope, he lands on a planet, like a desert planet, and he has to, it's essentially Castaway. Yeah. It's wild. No, he of course not. talks to his helmet. Uh, is he, do you mean, is he the only like pre-existing character that that's we've seen I mean, before? Yeah. Yeah. No, because uh, Mon Mothma. Yeah, Mon Mothma pops up. Uh, but it, it's like. But like I mean, core plus, key characters. Yeah. Although I have a feeling. I have some theories. He's making some weird noises. I'm sorry. Uh, I have some theories we're going to see some some other characters pop up. Chewbacca's in the room. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you know, what the, you know what the story is, right? Of this movie. It's just basically. In a way, it's like episode three and a half. 3.5. Because it's uh, it's there. It's about the team of rebels who steals the plans and learns how to blow up the Death Star. So it's like something that's casually mentioned in a film that they're like, "Oh, let's blow that out. Let's okay. see that story," because they're important. It's like an improv show. 
Yeah. You find out what's going I think on. It, in this yeah, world. I think. Well, I think it's an. Im- I think Christopher Guest directed this. <laughs> oh, it's I an see. improvised Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. this is gonna be great. You know what? I no, I may pitch that to Disney. <laughs> That'd be really fun <laughs> to do like a, a mockumentary in their universe. It was like improvised. That would be. Let's see if they let us. It sounds like they're gonna. I yeah. know for a fact about some people that are kind of doing something comedy-ish, but Ooh. I don't think I can talk about it on here. Okay. Star Wars I'll Minute. Huh? Star Wars Minute, the podcast? Uh, well, yes, but that's not what I was referring to. I think you know who I'm talking about. We can't okay. talk, I don't think we can mention it. Oh, okay, oh yeah. We'll talk about it later. We'll, <laughs> we'll give you the scoop when okay. the mics are off. Yeah, take that, listeners. Uh, I'm going to we'll, get some dirt. <laughs> we'll call you as soon as we kick you out and then uh, <laughs> tell you what's up. I've got a Star Wars name drop, too, but I'm going to do that off air. <gasps> Remind me. I can't wait. Uh... So yeah, so yeah, third third trailer came out today, and uh, it's exciting stuff. You know what's even more exciting? They have a Star Wars coming out every year until what is it, two thousand twenty-one? Well, I'm sure it's kind of forever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all they've announced oh. thus far. Yeah, it'll be like the Marvel movies, a different one every yeah. year. And is it always yeah. Christmas? Yeah, I think that's the plan now. Usually, because episode eight, they were originally saying episode eight was going to come out. They were going to go springtime like they always used to be oh but then they pushed it back to christmas oh already. god i would have been so excited if i had two star wars movies that close to each other my mm-hmm. god forget about it yeah they don't want to they don't want to eat with their profits yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah it's gonna be episode and then side movie episode side movie episode side movie all Perfect. right until the end be. of time but this one I looks uh, i was skeptical at first but man these trailers are uh not making me skeptical anymore looks looking good. real good looking real good all right i'll watch them this is our in-depth analysis of the Rogue One. <laughs> it's <trailer>. very in-depth. <laughs> we said Darth Vader was in it, explained the plot, and then uh-huh. moved on. Yep, we moved on. That's it. Boy, what, what did, uh, what I feel like I already saw it. <laughs> I what what I thought there was a thing that they hadn't shown in the other ones. I feel like it's the first Star Wars movie that appears to have some flashbacks in it. Oh shoot! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, thought that was interesting. Flash- yeah, they've had visions, but no flashbacks. Yeah. The visions were weird. They scared me really bad when I was a kid. Luke's like visions when he's training and he's why were you like afraid like in bed at night that you were going to have visions of Star Wars? See, here's the difference. I was a small child. (laughs) (laughs) You're a 40 year old man who's scared of ghosts when your wife leaves. It's okay. (laughs) That's normal. Uh, Yeah, we're basically the same thing. You're right. uh, I was like eight years old. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, with a very active imagination. So, yeah, same thing. You're right. Also, what's Sarah gonna do if something? Yeah, she gonna hit him with her fiddle. Yeah, she's anti-ghost, and she—they know it. They don't come around. They're not messing around with Sarah. So you tell me, she ain't afraid of no ghost. Uh, she uh, she is not afraid of a ghost. You know who's terrified of ghosts? Target. <laughs> Talking Target. Let's do it. Hit the mark. I wrote that. Hashtag t- Target song. song. Target song. Hashtag Target roll. <laughs> Please make both trend. <laughs> if one person on Twitter tweets at me, hashtag target roll, I'll be very happy. <laughs> if one person listens to this, I'll be very happy. <laughs> uh, all right. We call it a podcast, but it's really just hanging out with a friend with our microphones. Oh, yeah. This, mean, isn't, this isn't recording. No, no. <laughs> That's the best podcast. Yeah. yeah. People comfortable with each other. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Adam. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having it's a me. Pleasure. Thank you. Short for pleasure. Oh, thank you. I was uh, confused. I thought you... it was another racist thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything coming up that you would like to plug? Sure. Uh, Bangarang Friday nights at the UCB Theater on Franklin. Already talked in about Los that. Angeles, California. Well, that's the only thing I'm going to yeah. plug. Yeah. Just in case people fast forward to the plugs at the end. 
make that's sure true. that that's in there. Yeah, yeah. I want to get that in there. I have yeah. other stuff, but it's all Star Wars related. I don't want to say it on air. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Uh, no, but if yeah, if you live in LA or you're visiting LA, go to that show because it is a fantastic time. And I'm not just saying it because they have invited me to be the permanent storyteller every week. Yeah. There's a not reason that we want to have him. He's America's nicest boy. You've heard of you've heard of UCB before, probably. And there's a reason when a theater is known as UCB puts up a team on a Friday night. That's a weekend night. Mm-hmm. That's a hot night. It's a hot ticket. It is a hot ticket. That, all jokes aside, that is a hot ticket. And they don't they don't put up bull crap. Pardon my French. They don't put a bull crap mm. at eight o'clock on a Friday. Yeah, it's not UBC. It's, it's they're go, they're saying here's one of our best things. Go see it. I mean, I'm not saying we're the marquee team, but well, mm. you are. I just turned your sweet plug into something gross. <laughs> anyway, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so go go see that and uh, thank us. Thank at Todd Cooper on Twitter, and uh, we will see you next week. Uh, and Adam. Get out. Bye. All right. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you, Adam McCabe, for coming by. Todd, you stay quiet right now. This is the part of the show where Todd doesn't get to talk. Um, as usual, though it's been a while, uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. That would help tremendously if i may use a trump word um and uh not really a ton to plug on my end or todd's end i think but uh we're both on twitter at tony thaxton that's me at todd cooper that's todd uh the show is at felice navi pod um so find us on those things uh real quickly i wanted to say that me and uh caitlin tiny stills as you may know her uh have a song a children's song that we did for the new Sparrow Sleeps record, which is uh, a, a children's album. Uh, and it's full of a bunch of uh, people from punk bands and, uh, you know, rock bands doing songs for the children. And uh, Kaylin and I did a song called The Sugar Song, telling you to eat your vegetables. Have a treat every now and then if you can. But hey, I'm just telling you, you're the parents, you know that. Kids are listening to this? Probably not. I hope not. Um... And that's really about it for now. Uh, so I guess that's it. So uh, I've been Tony Thaxton. That has been Todd Cooper. Keep it quiet. And as always, we wish you a Merry Christmas.